Hello, this is Pastor Marty Macedo from Fellow Helpers Ministries, bringing you another podcast from the Pastor's Study, Biblical Lessons in the Battlefield of Life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a Staff Sergeant Airborne Ranger in Vietnam. My testimony is shared in podcast number one. It is my desire to share with you lessons the Lord has taught me over my years of living as a Christian and serving as a pastor. These podcasts are intended to whet your appetite for further personal Bible study. They'll be short, 20 to 30 minutes, and having your Bible and something to jot down notes might be helpful. If you have any questions, you can contact me by email. It's Masito, FHM, for Fellow Helpers Ministries, at gmail.com. M-A-S-I-T-T-O, FHM, at gmail.com. The title of our Bible study today is, Who Needs the Church? From Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. In these passages, and a few more that we'll be referring to along the way, we'll see the benefits of being involved in a local church. The pandemic restrictions of this past year have greatly disrupted church attendance and programs, and I fear they have also caused many to lose focus on the benefits of being a part of a local church. So let's read Matthew 16, verse 18, and Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, and have prayer and see what the benefits are of being part of a local church. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 says this, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That rock that's being referred to is not Peter as the individual, but Peter's testimony as given in verse 16, where he says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is how the Lord will build his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we have a description of the early church worshiping together and fellowshipping together, and it's found in Acts chapter 2 and in verses 42 through 47. Let's see what it says. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continued, verse 46, daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the instructions we have in the word about our Christian life. And we thank you that part of that instruction is regarding the church that we should be involved in. All the epistles, Lord, were addressed to these different churches, and we have churches today. And we pray as the instruction was given then, it would be received now, and we would understand our relationship to the church and the benefits of it. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. We are constantly being approached in our marketing society by organizations that insist that we need their services. I remember receiving a flyer one time, and it outlined the benefits of joining the Philadelphia Zoo. Membership would entitle my family to the premier, or excuse me, to the primate reserves members only preview. Primate reserves member only preview. That sounds pretty important, doesn't it? 
And it was important. It was one of the biggest events of the Philadelphia Zoo in its 125-year history. There were a series of membership packages, actually, and each increased in cost as well as increased in benefits. There is an organization that many families overlook today, and it's the local church. This organization established by the Lord Jesus Christ also seeks members and also offers benefits. A survey of seven major benefits of the church will clearly show us why we need her ministry. And that's what we're going to look at today, the seven benefits of being part of an organization called the local church. The first one I want you to note is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will stand the test of time. When you take a look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, which we read earlier, it says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Many organizations that we join will be here today and gone tomorrow. They do not have the leadership and resources that will stand the test of time, or they don't have the need to be around anymore. But the leadership for the church is found in Christ, for he is the head of the church, Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. And in this position, he is to solely have the preeminence or first place. And the resources to assure he can maintain that position indefinitely can be seen by Christ giving himself freely on the cross of Calvary. When you trust Christ as your Savior and become a part of a local church, you receive the benefit of belonging to an organization that will stand the test of time. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The second benefit that we want to note is this, the benefit of being part of an organization that will secure a, fellow, a foundation for fellowship. Secure a foundation for fellowship. I want us to go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 42 now. We read that earlier also. And a portion of that says this, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Every organization has a foundation for fellowship. The zoo, for example, would be one's interest in animals. And the foundation for fellowship in the church is found summarized in these verses quoted above. And this foundation includes the apostles' doctrine, that body of truth taught by the apostles which included the inspiration of scriptures, the deity of Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and salvation by faith through Christ alone. It also included, as we read, fellowship. This is the mutual association of persons on equal and friendly terms, and truly our fellowship is in Christ. This foundation includes the breaking of bread, the ordinance of the Lord's Supper is observed in the church as they remember his death till he comes. And prayers are offered continually as Christ promised to be in the midst of two or three gathered together in his name. When one is involved in a church, they have a secure foundation for fellowship through their common faith in Jesus Christ. The next thing we note is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will sincerely care for her constituency. A part of an organization that will sincerely care for her constituency. As we continue in the book of Acts, we come to chapter 6, which we did not read, but I want to read a portion of chapter 6, verse 2 and 3 now. In this passage it says, 
It is not reason that we, that is the apostles, should leave the word of God and serve tables. Their ministry was the word of God and prayer. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men who we may appoint over this business. The widows were not having their daily needs met, and the apostles were too loaded down to take care of that. And so they appointed seven men to handle that need of the church in caring for the people. And we call them deacons today. And we notice this. The cry of many hearts today is that nobody cares. When's the last time you said that or even heard that? And with all due respect to the Philadelphia Zoo, if I joined the zoo and never took advantage of my Primate Reserves membership-only preview, they would not really care. There would be no one that would give me a call. There would be no one appointed to come by and pick me up and no one to help me get to the zoo. They just wouldn't care. But the church is much different than any other organization when it comes to caring when Christ is kept as her head. Christ will display his never-ending care through the people in the church. Not only will widows be cared for, but also, as we learn in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, the unruly and the feeble-minded and the weak, they'll also be cared to. And a benefit of a church's caring of people is this. A caring church family captures the attention and admiration of the community. And many times people come to know Christ because of the display of the caring church. When one becomes a part of a faithful local church, they should never have to utter the words of David from Psalm 142, verse 4. No man careth for my soul, because they will be part of an organization that will sincerely care for her constituency. The fourth thing I want us to note in regard to a benefit is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will send forth workers into the world. That will send forth workers into the world. We're continuing in the book of Acts, and we're turning now to Acts chapter 13, verse 2. And in this passage of scripture, we read, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, this is the church at Antioch, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul, two of the men in that church in leadership, for the work whereunto I've called them. Matthew explains the need to pray for laborers to come forth in the field. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38 says that. And we also see in Matthew chapter 20, verse 19, that they are to go forth as labors. Jesus taught that. And the book of Acts teaches us how this is to be done in the early church at Antioch, as it called, it's called upon by God to send forth Barnabas and Paul into the work of the ministry. This faithful church accepted the responsibility to pray for and support these two men in their missionary journey. And these two men then returned in Acts chapter 14 and gave an account of what their labors were in the harvest field of the world. It's a wonderful thing to be part of an organization that will send forth workers into the world. And one of the benefits of that is this. Our particip participation in a church missions program not only is a benefit, but also a blessing. For the fruit that abounds through the missionary's account is to us who have sent and supported him. Paul said that, not that I desire a gift, but what will be added to your account for that gift. Philippians chapter 4, verse 17. What a wonderful thing to be part of a group of people that is helping support and share the gospel around the world. The fifth benefit we see of the local church is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will soberly discipline her disciples. 
soberly, seriously discipline our disciples. Again, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, another epistle to the church, some instruction regarding this. It's in chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. When ye are gathered together, that is, as a church, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that's someone who is being disobedient to the Lord, that the Spirit may, that the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Many organizations go bad because their leadership and membership goes bad. If they do not have a policy that will police their ranks and keep them upright as possible, it will only be a matter of time before that organization will fold. And the Lord gives sobering instruction in the epistles for church discipline. And this discipline always has repentance and restoration in mind. It's not just to get rid of the person, but it's to restore the person. And the Lord desires to keep the church pure to preserve her testimony for Jesus Christ. Belonging to a church helps us with accountability. Brethren who will speak the truth to us in love, Ephesians 4.15, are used by God to help us grow in him. The sixth thing we want to note in the way of a benefit is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will, will specify guidelines for giving. Being part of an organization that will specify guidelines for giving. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, another again epistle to the church, we learn this in verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. It is hard to keep abreast of everything and everyone going on in the religious world today. There are many deceivers using the cloak of religion who are unworthy of our support, and they trick us into giving them gifts and money. The church leadership has an important responsibility to specify guidelines for giving to make sure that the gifts of God's people are being used accordingly, whether locally or whether abroad. And people need to be made aware of valid needs and be given opportunity to be blessed by meeting them. Our being involved in a church that takes this duty to God and her members seriously will assure that your monies are being used in a way that will glorify the Lord. The seventh thing that we want to note in regard to the church is this. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will secure godly leadership for governing. Will secure godly leadership for governing. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4, another church epistle, in verses 11 to 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We have in this uh, passage of scripture reference to apostles and prophets, which I believe were the foundational ministers in the local church, followed then by who we have today, evangelists and pastor teachers, for the perfecting, maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying or building up of the body of Christ. The importance of good leadership was mentioned earlier. And someone has said over the years, everything rises and falls on leadership. There are exceptions to this rule, for sure. Uh, Moses was a great leader, but the people did not always respond correctly to his leadership. And certainly in the New Testament, Jesus was a great leader, but the people rejected him. But the rule of thumb is, yes, everything rises and falls on leadership. And in the church, as an organization, we need to secure godly leadership for governing. How do we do that? 
Well, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, for one example, and there are many others, we have guidelines. We have specific guidelines given for the type of leaders that will benefit the church in many ways. And then these leaders are to obey and they are to watch for our souls as those that must give account. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. God's plan is obviously to work through these leaders to bring the benefit of blessing to our lives. And as we obey these leaders in the Lord and work with them, the gospel advanced and the work of Christ is enhanced. So our survey has covered seven benefits. I believe there are many more that we can see, but let's just review them for just a moment. Seven benefits. Why do we need the church? Well, number one, the benefit of being a part of an organization that will stand the test of time. The benefit of being a part of an organization that will secure the foundation for fellowship. Number three, the benefit of being part of an organization that will sincerely care for her constituency. Number four, the benefit of being part of an organization that will send forth labors into the world. Number five, the benefit of being part of an organization that will soberly discipline her disciples. Number six, the benefit of being part of an organization that will specific guidelines for giving. And number seven, the benefit of being a part of an organization that will secure godly leaders for governing. Our survey has only covered these seven benefits as to why we need the church, and there are many more. But as with any organization, the more you're willing to spend and give, and the more benefit you will gain. The more we are willing to commit ourselves to Christ, the more we will benefit from the fellowship and work of the church. So this is what we have in the way of benefits of the local church. Why do we need the church? I believe we've got seven solid reasons that we just outlined together. Now, as we conclude, this has been from the pastor study with Pastor Martin Macedo. And you may email me at macedofhm at gmail.com. Macedo, M-A-S-I-T-T-O, F-H-M at gmail.com. And Lord willing, we'll post another Bible study next week. But remember, the Bible clearly teaches us the benefits of being part of a good Bible-believing local church. They're not always fully enjoyed when sitting at home listening online, which at times we may need to do. We've seen that this past year. But they are fully enjoyed when we attend. And the question today is, are you reaping the benefit of attending church? If not, why not determine to do so this very week? We need the church, and the church needs us. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.